You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Welcome to Twisted Sisters. It is Samantha and Allie. And we're going to be interviewing Allie today, you guys. You get to learn all about what makes Allie, Allie. Oh, goodness. The Leo's talking. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, Allie, can you tell me where were you born? I was born right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota to a strong fiery 23-year-old woman. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let's hear more. Yeah. So um, my mom was working at Shabooms, which is probably aging a lot of people listening to this with her, you know, eight-inch heels because Kathy Coffey always wore heels. And she met a flannel-wearing man who they probably would have never been compatible, but for some reason were compatible. And out popped oopsie-daisy Allie. And so my parents um, were not compatible and ended up actually splitting, I think, before I was even one. And my father had addiction issues, and we can dive into that kind of later on. And um, so I was raised primarily by my mother and my grandmother and grandpa, but he also dealt with addiction issues and I think sometimes God put Samantha Sam I call her in my life because we kind of have similar lives in a way but yet different and I feel like does everybody kind of have those addiction issues in their family and as we're seeing things that's a big thing in life but kind of moving back towards me so my mom was a single mom um until I was probably about, I think, six years old. And I had a dynamic with my father, but it wasn't ever a, a like a primary place in my life. So just quick question. Did yeah. you live in Minneapolis still? Nope, nope. So I never, I was just born in Minneapolis okay. hospital wise. And I was actually brought home, I believe, to, yes, I think it was. I was brought home to a trailer. Oh, nice. In Lakeville, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh-huh. Us single moms, we got to do what we got to do. Right, exactly. But my mom and dad were living together at the time in that trailer. My dad ended up keeping that, and my mom moved to Apple Valley. Okay. So you're in Apple Valley. I was in Apple Valley till third grade. Okay. So we had lived in our own townhome for a while, and then we moved into the basement of a family and lived there and... We moved around a little bit, I would say, when I was younger until I remember her driving down in Farmington, Minnesota, where I grew actually like grew up my roots. Um, and we were driving down an alleyway and there was this big, tall two story duplex. And she said, that's going to be our new house. And that was our house that I grew up in until I graduated high school. 
and um, they ended up, so she got married to my stepdad, who I claim actually as my father, and we, um, he had a daughter, so I had ended up getting a stepsister who was 11 months younger than I was. And so third grade, How old were you? Okay. I was in third grade. Okay. So when they got together, I believe I was in second grade, but then ended up pre- pretty much jumping right into it. And he was living with us in my little two bedroom duplex. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So third grade, new school, um, shire. I was so shy. Oh, a man would talk to me and I would turn bright red and would not even know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of that awkward kid. I mean, I would say I knew I was strong headed, but yet awkward. Um, I mean, they, I, I always talk about this. I remember in sixth grade, um, that was dressed as like a famous person and everybody came to school as like Britney Spears, Marilyn Monroe. And this was a big staple in my life where I went, I'm a little different because I showed up as Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I took the project story. seriously. I wasn't yes. going to be Britney Spears and it wasn't somebody and that. And you went deep into it, didn't I you? I did. I guarantee it. Because you like nailed it. I, I did. I guarantee it. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I Because love it. my parents, you know, my stepdad and my mom were kind of those people that it was like you go big or you go home absolutely <laughs> and so I remember wearing like the little red armband with the swastika on it and it wasn't <laughs> that I was like all about loving Adolf Hitler trust me that was not it at all it was more just picking somebody from history to represent <laughs> yes <laughs> because I was all in yes. at my history project but yes. anyways um kind of going off of kind of those quirks of I was the ragamuffin child (laughs) I was never matching my hair was always a mess that's I I danced to the beat of my own drum in a way yes as I say you still probably (laughs) do but you're not so much of a ragamuffin no no I I learned how to brush my hair (laughs) sometimes thank goodness for cosmetology school (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you graduated high school, um, but what did you, you, you kind of got into some things in high school, right? And you did some traveling throughout that time, Yeah, correct? yep. So I had a core group of girlfriends, was on the dance line, um, loved it, and I had the opportunity to travel to France and be there for um, quite some time. And uh, so I traveled out there. And that was a big part of my life. I think I found uh, my grandfather um, was a pilot. And so I traveled all through my childhood. We might have been dirt poor, me and my mother. I mean, she still made a good living as a bartender. I won't say that. But we weren't your typical family. And um, my grandparents were a big part of our lives. And so we traveled a ton. Um, I remember going to Mexico at like the age of four. We were potentially going to move to Mexico at the age of four because there was this great program that my mom had found and we ended up not, but it just kind of shows, you know, both how you and I connect of our a gypsy soul in a way. Granted, mine's a little bit more, I don't know, what would you say? Freakish, but. <laughs> Your freak flag. Your freak yes. So Allie, our 
are your mom and dad originally from Minnesota or stepdad? No, nope. Dave nope. and Kathy from Minnesota. So my mom was born in Minnesota, but her whole side is from Boston. Gotcha. So and East Coast. East Coast. So that that explains a little bit of your little it edgy does. side. I like yes. it. Yes. And my stepdad is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Grew up on the streets of Pittsburgh, like sidewalk stomped at the age of like twelve. So all his front teeth are fake, and <laughs> he's had a life. And you'll learn when we interview him he'll you'll, you'll get to hear all his stories about growing up on this st- uh, in the hood but yes that's definitely where my edge comes from I would say in regards to that um so what struck you when you got to go and travel out of country and you're in this brand new place that you've never been and you're dancing what are you working towards at that time what are your dreams and goals yeah I was going to live in France I, it was going to take me everything to get back to Europe. That's where I belong. That's the history, felt. the architecture, ev- the culture, the food, everything about it was calling my name. Like you'd been there before. Yes. It was home. 100%. Um, I actually got robbed there by knife <laughs> point. Um, so that made me a little stronger. And yeah, so came back. Um, was on the dance line still. One of my girlfriends, we had to take electives in high school, and she was like, I'm going to cosmetology school. And I was, she's like, we can go half the day. And I was like, so we get out of school for half the day? And she was like, yeah. And so I remember going home to my mom and saying, I'm going to go to cosmetology school. And she said, the hell you are. You're not <laughs> going to cosmetology school. I went to cosmetology school. And she's like, you're not, you're going to college. And I was like, come on, you dream crusher. But in reality, I didn't even want to go to cosmetology school. I just wanted to get out of school early and they were paying for it. And I thought, well, I can cut hair while I'm in college, mom. Duh. Yes, that's all of us cosmetology (laughs) students' dreams. I feel like that's everybody's thought is I'll just make money while I go to college. Exactly. Come on, I'm smart. Well, anyways, got through cosmetology school. Wait, um, wait, you're missing a big part in your story. What, who did you meet when you were in cosmetology school? Well, you, duh. <laughs> and everybody mistaked us for one another. Yes, that mm-hmm. was really, we didn't even talk. No. I don't even think we talked. You came on and it was like this young high school crew right. that came in and we're like, who are these Exactly, girls? get out of here. it is all do or die uh-huh. there, right? And I just remember like, everybody kept must I'm like oh, we do not look like each other <laughs> I know but we really did we did and the funny thing was is I think we both were kind of like oh well she's cute I'm glad I kind of look like her <laughs> yes. and then we like ended up with the same like color hair like yes. we just morphed into one another yes <laughs> in a way yes I think something had gotten mixed up and I remember when I had to finally come talk to you really and I like mm-hmm. I think I gave you I forget what it was and I was like this got given to me or whatever and we actually got to kind of sit and talk it was like we didn't get much free time but I remember talking to you and thinking she's actually pretty cool right. like I uh-huh. like her but uh-huh. I was like she um I, I couldn't figure out quite how we were you know until I think the picture we took at our graduation yeah and I was like oh I get it now right uh-huh I there's some it. similarities for sure definitely no yeah so Again, graduated cosmetol or graduated high school first, and then I had like a couple months left of cosmetology school, 
and went and got a job for a Regis salon. So we both worked for Regis out of the gate. I didn't even realize that. I know. That's funny. Uh, that is funny. The mall. I mean, who goes <laughs> and says, I'm going to go cut hair and then I'm going to work in a mall. I did. And then I I spent my paychecks putting um, jeans on layaway at the buckle. Yeah. And uh, I would put them on layaway and make payments. <laughs> and then I would go get these jeans. Little did I know. Working in a mall was not good for me. No, it wasn't good for me either in multiple of ways because I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I got real bad morning sickness, like really bad that they would make the Subway bread in the morning. And I would count how many garbage cans were to my salon because I was puking all the way to the salon. I remember one time I puked all, I didn't make it and I puked all over myself. Like I like puked and it went all down my shirt and everything. And I had to go home and change. Like how pathetic was that? I know. All right, Allie, you just jumped to a major, major (laughs) iconic like time (laughs) in your life. So how old are you? And you just magically get knocked up. Right. Tell me about this, please. So I had been off and on through high school with this man, boy. Do you call him a man? Okay. No, a boy um, <laughs> who struggled, of course, here we go, magic word, with addiction issues. And Justin and I um, had kind of that ride or die kind of relationship, I would say, where, um, you know, I met him at the party house in high school and I remember he was wearing like all white and everybody called him like this weird name and it was ended up being his last name but I didn't quite understand that at the time but he was older than me he was about three years older than me and kind of going back to being kind of that shy kid he I love people who are so like abrupt or so bold because yeah like hi I'm Justin and like totally came into my life and never left (laughs) ever (laughs) yes and I was that cute little you know I just got my braces like I had just grown into myself when I met him because I was that geeky brace faced I had big boobs like you and when I was the age of nine I remember going down getting called down to the counselor's office because my my shirt was wrong and I remember my fiery mother bolting in there and saying how dare you she's wearing the same shirt as all these other girls she just has boobs that's not yep. her fault yeah mm-hmm. but moving kind of back to how I got pregnant I, I mean we all know how to get <laughs> pregnant but <laughs> yes <laughs> yes state in the office. um but so Justin and I were off and on it was kind of one of those relationships where we both dated other people it was just a matter of um we always came back to one another and so working at the the Mia and Max in the mall um I was at parties still because I was still young I was 19 I was 18 years old when I got pregnant so I had graduated where you were still in school but I was done and I remember going into the mall and going and buying a pregnancy test at the dollar store because my girlfriend had told me that the dollar store ones were just as accurate as <laughs> the expensive ones. 
<laughs> and I remember buying five of them. And I all day long kept taking pregnancy tests in the bathroom of my salon. And they were all positive. And I remember telling one of the girls there, um, Kelly, if you're listening, that I was pregnant. I didn't even tell him. I didn't tell him for a couple, like, weeks. <laughs> kind of trying and I remember calling you and that was a big you're part of the reason why I decided to you know really move forward with having my my little Everett because you had told me Allie what if he's Albert Einstein and he totally is our little Albert Einstein oh I have major major (laughs) major goosebumps and I know we've (laughs) talked about that but every time it just hits home because he is like he's straight up He's wise Perfect. beyond his years. He is. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and I remember this phone call, you guys. It was like, it was like at midnight, and I remember being like, "Are you okay?" And it was, it was like in the middle of the night, and she was like, "No," and I'm like, <laughs> "It's gonna be okay." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's absolutely okay. So, have flash forward. Have my baby, Justin and I, moved into a um, one-bedroom apartment. So how did Justin react to your news? Justin was excited. Um, but I think we have to remember where how Justin grew up and where Justin was at. I think he craved that family dynamic. I think he just didn't know how to get there. Right, he didn't have the tools for himself no. to make that happen. Right, but we all crave yep. what we possibly didn't have or right. wanted. Exactly. Yes. Where I wanted that family dynamic too because I had grown up in a broken family. So you guys made the choice to do this together yep. and move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, got our apartment, our one bedroom apartment, and he tried. He really did try, but addiction unfortunately got the best of him, and. Um, he did well while I was pregnant too, kind of like Matt in a way where, um, he really stepped up and we were going to do it and flash forward had Everett, oh, he was a big baby, um, had my 10 pound baby at my little 19 year old, I think I was 98 pounds when I got pregnant with Everett and we got home and within a month he relapsed and did you know the extent of his addiction I didn't I don't even think I knew what cocaine was then that's how naive I was I think it was more oh yeah he smokes a little bit of weed and drinks a lot and all of his friends were like Allie do you realize like who you're dealing with and I was like but I love him do you ever look back and think why didn't anybody tell me the extent or do people just not know the extent people knew the extent people were telling me Allie get away from him but I could fix him yes I was gonna fix him he loved me yeah Mm -hmm. and you were gonna be the reason he changed right absolutely yeah and all of his friends were like what are you what are you thinking girl like you're an idiot but there I was <laughs> in love in love time. right exactly so yeah um Everett was a month old and Justin took my car my little sports car to the Mitsubishi Mitsubishi Eclipse convertible and went to go play cards he said with some buddies well on his way home, guess who got pulled over for a DUI? My car went into impound, 
and I was stuck in a one-bedroom apartment with a one-month-old baby and no baby daddy who because he was in jail because he had had DUIs in the past so he was doing some time he was going to be in jail for a year plus and so again I was a little 19 year old and had no idea what that actually meant we were still going to be in love with another one another and make it through this well no I found out that I couldn't afford my apartment anymore. Um, I had to find daycare. I a ton of things. And thankfully, I had, you know, a support system that stepped up in a way. But it still wasn't the same in that. Right. And you really wanted to, to do it on your own. And yeah. you wanted to take care of, you know, your baby. And right. you had dreams and hopes of mm-hmm. doing it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that all changed overnight. Right, right. And so I ended up, you know, competing, completing the lease and I went and moved home with my mom and stepdad. And um, were you happy about that? Did you feel relief or was it no, a tough thing to do? It was a tough thing to do, definitely. So at the time, my mother and stepfather had had another baby who was o- my sister, Isabella, who was only five years old. So they had a five-year-old on their own, and they also had my grandmother living with them who had Alzheimer's. And so we had my mom and dad, my younger sister, Isabella, who's five, my stepsister, who is um, 18, who is just graduating from high school, living there, and my grandmother who had Alzheimer's. And here I come with a (laughs) four-month-old baby. Yeah. <laughs> what a trip that was. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, of course, I felt like I was just this failure yeah. who couldn't get her shit together. <laughs> right. You just saw your life going different direction. Right. And-, and I was very strong-headed at the time, too, and I just couldn't live there. They didn't – they wanted me there, but it was a hard time for everybody. They they had their family, you know. Who would have thought my mother being pregnant with my sister – she lost her father to a heart attack and then her mother got Alzheimer's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a So it's like you're growing up with your mom to a way and she's going through some huge moments in life and you guys are both going through these like tower moments of life almost side by side but you need each other to go through it. Right. And you don't have the ability to help each other. No, nope, not at all. Because you don't have anything else to give. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And she stepped up. I mean, she's an an amazing woman, but they, we just couldn't do it. So I had to find. You can only do so much. Right. Let's be real. Exactly. And I knew I needed to be out on my own with Everett to be able to actually be the mother that I wanted to be. So I moved back in because they had purchased my um, grandparents' house and fixed it up so we were all living there in Burnsville and I moved out to their rental property in Farmington so I was back in my home roots and so this was the same house that you grew up in yeah what a crazy circle Uh so that goes full circle it does I was living on the other side because it was a duplex so two bedrooms and yeah um, lived next door to my childhood best friend again. <laughs> Wait, I've been here before. Yes. I love it. Yes. So you're here by yourself. Yep. What is the status of Justin during that time? Is he in jail? Yes. Okay. He is in jail. Um, in prison, actually. 
and I have cut how off communication. Long was his sentence? I think it. I don't remember anymore, but okay. I think it was about maybe three, three or four years. I know he had to do a lot of time. Wow. Mm-hmm. How is that being on that type of end of having? Were you guys still considered together? Did you like consider him a spouse, or were you guys like we? Do you get what I'm trying to ask? Yeah. You? So we again were kind of each Hope. other's ride or die. Um. We weren't together. Okay. We were kind of together in a way, but yet we weren't together because as you kind of talked about in your interview, how you kind of share that happiness of having that your baby. Child yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I still had that person because again, he was sober in prison. Right. We could talk on the phone yes. still. Mm-hmm. What a great point. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a different relationship. Completely. Right. And I had been dating another man that I knew from high school and that was just kind of one of those rebound relationships of I'm don't know how to be alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was dating. Well, as well as we're you're growing up. Right. So like you're in your you're not even 21 yet. No. And you're trying to navigate how we, how to date <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and how to be an adult and all these responsibilities at once. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. <laughs> And he was a great, a great boy, this guy that I was dating like in college and had everything going for him. And here I come with this little baby and me and like, hi, I want to be in a relationship with you. Um, But that ended up not working out. Um, And I had been out with some girlfriends and I finally got a text from uh, another guy that I had gone to high school with that we just never could really get it right with one another. <laughs> and he texted me and said, hi, this is Mike Engren. And I was like, shut up. This is not somebody's messing with me. And he's like, no, for real. I've had your number for about <laughs> six plus months and I haven't had the courage to text you. <laughs> And he had had a baby as well. And so it kind of just made sense. And so I ended up dumping the other guy and, again, didn't know how to be alone. And here I go to the next guy. (laughs) I remember you talking about him, like, prior to anything. And he was just that, like, hunk of hunk of burning love. Uh That, like, little fiery. You always had something to say about him. We did, yeah. My little dirt biker man that just, I don't know. We've known each other forever, and it was kind of, we were always really good friends, and so we went out to TGI Fridays. Great first (laughs) I cut his hair first at the mall, and then we went to TGI Fridays, and we left, and he actually ran into the guy that I had been dating who, they didn't even, like, hang around the same crowd, and I told the other guy, I said, hey... I'm going out with Mike Engren. He was a really good friend of mine. Never thought it would turn into anything. Just kind of like whatever. And so I told them I was up front. They ended up seeing each other at the gas station and say, the guy (laughs) goes, hey, I heard you went out with Allie tonight. And it was just so weird. And this is like a... This is like a thing that happens in your life. Yeah. Like, Allie, just, you have these weird coincidences. Not, you can't call it coincidences, 
by these these weird synchronicities that tend to happen in areas that you don't ever no, want to happen. No, absolutely not. It's, it's literally hysterical because you're going to hear these stories over <laughs> and over and yeah. over and over again. Uh-huh. But I love it. And uh-huh. It's so fun. Yeah, for sure. So, the, the, you know, we go out and we, I get the text that my, you know, sixth grade crush came back. And it was like, oh, gosh, I'm dating that other guy. How am I going to navigate this one? And I have a baby daddy in prison. Like, come on. Who says that at 19, 20 years old? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's life, right? But uh, good old soap opera uh-huh. life. So he had had a baby mama who I also went to high school with, who we just never really vibed, and so we had a lot of drama to try and make this relationship work. And we had kids, and that made it easy, but it also made it really difficult because we were trying to grow up and yet raise one another's children in a way. You're trying to blend families. Right. And you're trying to grow up. Right. While having your kids yeah. grow up. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, people in their 40s, this is a difficult task for anybody at right. any age and, and, and at your age, to be the least, is <laughs> yes. absolutely incredible. Yeah. But you guys, I mean, that's just an attest to like your love and how much you just were willing to jump in. Right. A hundred percent. Or just really needing that person at that time too yes. to be able to grow up with and know that you had comfort there yes and somebody to rely on right a hundred percent and I think um we we made it work because then we ended up having my next door neighbor child best friend date his best friend and it was like this weird kind of family that we all had and I remember my St. Patrick's Day which is so funny that you got pregnant with Hayden on St. Patrick's Day because I found out that I was expecting my second baby. No way. On St. Patrick's just Day. Figuring this out? I don't I know. Have I know. What? Yes. I do you had, know that uh, I like hate celebrating St. So Patrick's do I. Day? I've gone out, but like it is not. Like I am like fearful <laughs> of that day. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I had on these little mini shorts. They were lime green. I had just gotten back into them after having Everett. And I remember going, why am I not getting my period? Lo and behold, (laughs) I was pregnant again. Both on birth control. (laughs) Birth control babies. So I don't recommend birth control. I recommend vasectomies. But, (laughs) 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 but, um. Yeah, so out. So Jack was not planned. Jack, no, Jack was not planned, but he was planned because he is the he is a perfect mix of his father and I. Just ride or die, balls to the walls. Any completes your family. Oh, he absolutely does. <laughs> and yeah, so anyways, I am pregnant. And I don't want to do hair anymore because I am so sick of working nights and weekends and missing everything. So I end up doing daycare um, and I am doing daycare while I am going to college because I'm going to fulfill my mother's wish and my wish. But I'm really doing it for my mom so that she 
I feel like you can do something right in Thank your life. Thank you. Right? Yes, that's yes. the word I'm that looking search. for. Uh huh. I get that. And we were so poor that we couldn't afford for me to go to college. And so I remember being huge and pregnant and crying. And I come up and I'm bawling and Mike's like, what is wrong with you? And I go, I just want to be a realtor. (laughs) And he looks at me and he goes, are you serious? He goes, then go be a realtor. And I was like, okay. So my life took a turn because I was going to be an elementary school teacher. And I have to say with COVID, I am so glad God did not bring me that route. Could you imagine me as an elementary school teacher at this point? I, I don't think I could imagine you as an elementary teacher at any point of your life. I, I get didn't the even vision want there. kids. I know. And I get the vision there. But that is actually something. I just wanted my I summers off. <laughs> now that I believe completely. She was like, how can I? You have always been like such like a fast track mind of I want to make the most. Yes. And in you know and you're so smart about it though like you're very logical in those yes Mm -hmm. very logical very strategic and everything you do is very calculated Mm -hmm. to a point of how can I get there in the fastest way in the most you know profitable exactly Mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up with money and not that my parents we were fine eventually but No, but that's called problem-solving skills, and I think that's something we have to do at a young age because you're thinking, I... It's it's do or die at this right. point. Like I have to figure I'm out a way. I'm in survival mode. Correct. Mm-hmm. And how am I going to get to this point? And you refuse to be another statistic. Absolutely. I did not want. We were on all of the food things. stamps, <laughs> all of the things. Yes. And so it was. How do I get off of those? And I thought college would be the way to go, but in reality, sometimes it just doesn't work like that. So fast track. Go to real real estate school. And I'm sitting next to this girl and I thought she was the most annoying thing because that always happens to me. I always sit by the one who keeps talking to me and I'm the studious one. I want to pay attention to exactly what they're saying. And she just wants to talk my ear off, which she's probably a really good realtor right now. But (laughs) because that's what it's all about is talking to people. And so she's like, I'm going to work for this builder. And she's like, you should interview there, too. And I was like, okay, so go meet with um, Aranda, who is one of my best friends to this day. And they ended up hiring me. And the rest is history. And I just knew when I sold that first house that this was going to be my life. It was a big part of my life. And now I can say that I have, you know... I've sold my million dollar house and I've, I've made it. I am. Yeah. What, what excites you the most about real estate? Like what gives you that? Like, I love this rush. Like this is my favorite thing to do. Um, definitely helping people. I knew I wanted to help people in my life, especially the ones that like, I never thought I would own my own house because I never thought that would be approachable for me. And I think that just when people walk into the house of their dreams, you you just know that they're in love with it. You see the smile. You see the drive. You see everything that has to do with it. And 
I think also too, just knowing that I can work whenever I, I want to work. Um, it's, I mean, I'm a workaholic, let's be honest, but I, I saw the threshold. There's no, there's no ceiling for the income level that you can make. You're your own boss. I knew I couldn't work for anybody else anymore. Um, not that I, don't, I'm not a team player, but just I knew I had these visions for myself and my family. Like my goals are to give each of my kids a house by the time they're, you know, ready to move out. And hopefully they rent to if they're in college and they rent to other college kids. And like I have goals for them to set them up financially because I think that's a key thing in my life that I wish somebody would have set me up financially, like to set up different accounts and all that. Creating a legacy. Yeah. You really want to create a legacy 100%. in your life and just have something to show for all the work you're putting right, in. Right, right. Like they're my why. They're everything. I wanted to give them a life that, and again, my parents gave me a fabulous life, but I, I want to give them a life that they, they're, Not- not as much struggle. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you get to really focus on your passion. Right. And you get to steer them into mm-hmm. that. And granted, we all make decisions, right? That right. Affect their lives, Absolutely. You you definitely want to push that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I was, I, I understand it. I ride the balance of appreciating what has happened in your life and how you got to where you are. Right. But also wishing or hoping that, you know, now we, we're at a point where we finally get to follow our passion. 100%. And you've gotten to learn what y- it is you actually want. Yes. And follow that. And that's a huge part in your life. I can, I've seen your life change dramatically. Oh, yeah. And just you getting to follow your passion. And yes, you've had fears in certain mm-hmm. areas, but... You, I just remember being like, you will be successful at whatever you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it shows the relationships are just beautiful. They are. They are. Yeah. I mean, come from going from being a builder rep from working Wednesday to Sunday, noon to six every week, missing out on so much, even though I got out of hair to stop working nights and weekends. Little did I know that I'd be working way more, but I'd be providing way more for my boys than I could possibly imagine. Absolutely. So where are you now? Are you in that same little duplex or <laughs> what's what's going on? No. So we, you know, went and bought the home of our, you know, our dreams at the time and just renovating it and making it what I want to make it and showing my boys that hard work is important and you can something my parents taught me was you can go and be anything that you want to be and I think taking that from them and hearing that has really stuck with me that again this there is no limit you can do whatever you want to do and I finally made it in my real estate career and it feels amazing I my phone doesn't stop ringing now and that was a big step for me and granted the market is completely hot right now but it, it says something how you treat people because this business is all off of customer service. We're not selling houses. We're selling a service, and that's to take care of our clients and make sure that we have their best interest in mind. And so then I went, 
okay, I've got my successful, you know, real estate team. um, You are in this real estate and you are a real estate junkie. I love it. You have learned everything there is to know and more. And why are you doing this podcast here? I think a lot of it had to do with you. Um, I know I was the one to like say, hey, let's do this podcast, but I I saw you at rock bottom and that the the caretaker in me granted you're so strong-willed that you wouldn't have needed me anyways but the fact that I have a close relationship with my sisters but you're my sister you're my soul sister and when you were in that place the whole time it was how can I get her back back how can I get my sister back to herself and how can we do this together how can I not save her fix her that wasn't it at all but I want to ride this life with you and I want to spend time with you and you're one of the most important people to me and I'm crying you guys I'm totally crying (laughs) (laughs) I am not the emotional one either this is so funny (laughs) And I wanted an outlet for us to be able to share not only my story as a teen mom, but to share your story and help people. Because, again, why I'm, why I got into real estate was to help people and obviously show beautiful houses because that's my passion. But just I, we want to help people. And that's why we started this. That's our why. Yes. Mm hmm. And I think if you were to fly on the wall for many of our conversations, it's got to be pretty humorous too. So <laughs> yes. we're going to... We won't always be this deep. No, it's going to get lighter. But mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing your life and your story. And I think it's going to be really exciting to keep digging through yes. it, this messiness life. Like, it's it's so fun. This adventure has been pretty cool. It is. And it's just starting. It is just starting. So, so here's to our ride and die, huh? Yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. You think it has to be a man or a woman, but really no. it's just going to be your best friend. Right. And unfortunately, addiction has gotten the best of most of the people in our lives. But I think we refuse to let it take yeah. any more lives. Mm-hmm. And I want to definitely help people around just to understand it. Because when you're not into that when you're not an addict or if you don't do drugs or if you don't do that it is really hard to understand that life too and you don't even know you're in it until Until you're you're in in it it. Mm -hmm. yes and there's so much but yeah so so good yeah well thank you Allie no I love it yes thank you guys for listening to the twisted sisters we look forward to uh adding and talking about more Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. Sisters. We're all a little twisted.